A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss. This is the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to those everyday dilemmas. Like, should I make an account on threads? I bet you're on it, aren't you? Well, you don't say it so accusatorily. <laughs> yes. I knew you would be. Are you? No. You should at least create it so no one can then become Jordan North. Don't crack on. Don't, if you're listening, do that. And do apple bottom jeans and boots with the fur really go together? Is that from a song? That's quite good for you. What's that from? Honestly, this running is turning in you, you into a changed man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't say. What? Someone... Do you want to come and talk over here? Oh, is this oh, it? He's got oh. his own little mic now. Oh, I see. Someone came up to me at running club and said, Oh, running friends. Are you Ben? And I was like, yeah. No, no, she said, no, sorry. Someone came up to me at running club and said, what's your name? I'm like, I'm Robin. Hi, Robin, I'm Ben. And then like 30 seconds later, she came back to me and said, are you producer Ben? Oh, had she joined running club just to meet you? Running club and sexed friend. Um, She had heard about it on the podcast, but then she came down to London. She moved to London recently. And her flatmate was also part of the club, so she had, like, double reasons. Obviously, I was the better reason. (laughs) And he's modest with it. Oh, how lovely. Nice running friend. And what should you do? Cheers, Pat. Oh, God, sorry, we haven't finished. (laughs) What should you do if you've accidentally sexed your boss? Thanks, producer Ben. But we're not usual agony ants, are we, William Hansen, the UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we're not, Jordan North, radio presenter. I'm more soirees, you're more shenanigans. It's from Brownie Jones. The Brownie Jones. What do you mean, the Brownie Jones? The author. Brownie Jones? Is there an author called Brownie Jones? Or maybe it is, she wrote that. The, um, she wrote, she's a Times columnist. No, Brownie... Gordon. Gordon. Oh, she's very <laughs> funny. Is she? Um, Isn't you... Brownie Gordon the Telegraph? Oh, it might be Telegraph. Right, OK. Um, who should we tell? Well, why don't we toast Robin, who is uh, Ben's new running Hey, watch friend. them new glasses. Sorry. New table and new tumblers. God. And what makes a good tumbler? Do you remember? A heavy bottom and a thin rim. Yeah, delicate rim. Delicate rim. But thin rim will work. Oh, we need a new bottle next week. Um, let's toast Robin. And I also want to do another toast because we did two toasts last week. To Robin. Robin and all Ben's running club friends. 
Oh, that's good shit. And also, I'd like to toast my upstairs neighbours, Dom and Izzy. Camera show Dom, as he used to be known, but that's now behind him now, he's married. Who got married uh, at the weekend. So, Dom and Izzy. Dom and Izzy. Many happy returns. What does that mean? No, many happy returns. Don't you say that for people's birthday? Yeah. Good luck. We enjoy. What would you say to us? What's the etiquette there? Um, congratulations. 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 Congrats. Oh, no, don't say that. As always, uh, if you need help with something, then we would love it if you got in touch. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexofmyboss.com. Your tales, your letters, your stories really do make the podcast. Or you can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at sexofmyboss. Or you can write William Hansen, who promises a handwritten reply that will be on his own letter to paper or a card. Yes, actually, we probably should change that because it's no longer letterheaded. It's a special luxury hand-drawn card. It's beautiful. It's by our friend Chris Lloyd. With luxury self-stick envelope. The address is on the website for that, sextedmyboss.com. How's your week been, my friend? I'm a bit worried. Oh. I'm a bit worried that I might be arrested for treason. So can you remember in my bathroom? It's been there for years. I mean, it's been in all my bathrooms that you've ever visited. In Manchester, in the other part of London, and then where I am now. I have a rubber duck. Yeah. I have several rubber I collect rubber ducks. Well, I, do, I mean, I had like three, and now people give me rubber ducks. I've got some hilarious rubber ducks. This is a thing. There's like a rubber duck shop now. Yes, yeah. in is Amsterdam. That the, is that the yeah. same company? Well, you can get them all it's over. It's like rubber duck with a bow tie on, a rubber duck wearing a hat, that yes. kind of thing. Yeah, my friend Ella's given me a German barmaid rubber duck with a large décolletage. Uh, I've got... A what? Uh, breasts. Oh. I've got... Décolletage. Uh, décolletage. Well, that's more the upper bit of the breast, but yeah. Oh, you're a French exchange student at our school. <laughs> Uh, I've had Harrods uh, rubber ducks. Actually, Artemis, my goddaughter, took a liking to that, and now that now that lives with her, so that's gone. I've got rubber ducks with sort of face masks on, like be- be- spa rubber ducks. Right, we get it. You like rubber ducks. The main <laughs> rubber duck, the rubber duck that started it all, is a Queen Elizabeth rubber duck, and I still have this. And I don't know if having that in my bathroom is a bit wrong now, and whether I need to retire it now that she's dead. No. Why not? Living memory of her. But I don't know if if how we remember the longest serving monarch is via a rubber duck. People have got... Queen Victoria got a monument. People have got tea towels with her face on and stuff. Don't overthink that. It's perfectly fine. It's it's great. If anything, she'd probably have loved it. It's it's great. um, I think it's unfair to Charles. It's a great memory of her. Mm. You could get a Charles one. I don't know if they've made them. A little Prince of Wales check suit. But well, he's not the Prince of Wales anymore. Little double-breasted suits that he wears. Yes. So I'm a bit worried about that. So I might, I might get rid of her. I'm not going to throw her out. Take her to the tip. I can't remember. I don't know whereabouts it is in. In my bathroom. Yeah. It's just on the corner of the bath, with the two spa ones either side, which I call Beatrice and Eugenie. But that's another story. Okay. I'll send a photo in. Okay. So I'm worried about that. Right. What else has been going on? Well, I went to Dominus's wedding, which was lovely. Oh, yeah. Very nice in Cornwall. Gorgeous, gorgeous day. I'd love to go to Cornwall. I went when I was younger. It was either Cornwall or Devon. Sorry, I know. You get annoyed. <laughs> I mean, that's... I think it was Devon. That's the worst thing you could say. It might have been Cornwall. Anyway, I'd love to go. Well, what's stopping you? Six-hour journey and life. 
right life but i would love to go it's be- meant to be beautiful about yes it is it is it's all that part of the world where did they film broadchurch weren't that cornwall well they filmed that in a village called clevedon uh, which is where i grew up in near bristol outside of bristol but the the actual cliffs mm. the broadchurch cliffs are yes that's um the, the jurassic coast further down the country jurassic coast coast yes it's not a film but the jurassic coast of where the broadchurch cliffs are bet you've been to cornwall ben aren't you you got a holiday home out there. <laughs> no, but the Broadchurch courtroom was at the University of Exeter. Oh, it was, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. It's a great series, Broadchurch. Well, series one was good, and then it got a bit rubbish after that. What do you think? Mm. Oh. Series two was fine. Series three was good as well. No, it wasn't. Series three was a disaster. Okay. I felt. But series one, phenomenal. I, I give you that. Uh, and how about you? Yeah, all good. Got my mum coming to uh, stay for a few mm-hmm. days as we speak. She's um, currently flying. Okay. So that's... That's a talent. Yeah. So um, that should be fun. A proper, proper clean house. I mean, I usually go mad when I've got visitors, but when it's your mum, you've got to go extra mad and clean. Yeah. You normally so, go extra mad after they leave. So, uh, yeah, I was cleaning from top to bottom last night. Spare Good. room, everything, done no. it all. Um, and the next time you see Wendy after this will be in Benidorm? Yes. Yes. It will be. And Which, Graham. And Okay, both of them. And our Lee. Oh, our Lee's coming as well. And Joanne. And Joanne, that, that's Mark our Lee's. And Sarah. Oh, lo- loads are coming now. It's, wow. Yeah, by the way, I need to add to that guest list. Oh, <laughs> for God's sake. Also, Gene, The venue's you, not that big. If you've won tickets, you might not actually get in. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It'll be fine. <laughs> Ben's going to do a recce tomorrow. Yes. At Benidorm, at the time of recording. Yeah. So I've got my mum coming, which will be fine. I've nice. Had to, I've had to get loads Is of... she a good house guest? Oh, she'll be sound, yeah. I feel... I, is it, what's the etiquette here? Because, obviously, I'm recording this. I'm making her get the train from the airport to the house, and no, no one's in, so she's going to have to let herself in. Is that bad etiquette? Well, no, she should have picked better flight times. I picked them for her. Then you should have picked better flights. If you wanted them ones. Well, then, well then, then then, there was an element of choice. I've had to get loads of bits in for her as well. Loads of mum bits. What are mum bits? You know what mums are like. Is she bringing her menopause mist? Yeah, she'll have that. <gasps> oh, she could spritz me with her menopause mist live on stage. Are you free tomorrow? We're going for brunch. No, I'm not, I'm afraid. Sorry. So I've had to get, like, that 50-calorie bread in that mums eat. No. 50-calorie bread? Yeah, it's like per slice that she has. Wow. Oh, you know, I like my Maltese that's before bed. Like, Hang yeah, on. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> not those dark Wendy, chocolate ones. Wendy, I don't look. <laughs> I'm not Mr. Motivator here. I don't want to tell you how to diet. But what is the point of having 50 calorie bread and then having Maltesers before bed? I, you know, I just like a few with a brew before bed. She just has a few. So I've got a few. Just have a normal slice of bread and cut out the Maltesers. So I've got them in. I've got some crumpets as well. What My else? mother's obsessed with having chocolate before bed. Yeah, she mm. does a bit. Of, it's, it's a mum thing, isn't it? It's cute. I've got, oh God, fridge full of Lady Petrol. <laughs> <laughs> That's Prosecco. That's Prosecco. I've got a rosé one. Oh, rosé Prosecco. I got found it yesterday. Um, so I've got her coming, which will be fine. Clean the house. And Good. Uh, also, I wanted to ask you, actually, yes. something from... Um, my time at, at, at Wimbledon recently, right? <laughs> and this is me now talking about etiquette. Yes. If you're at the theatre, if you're at the football, if you're at the bloody panto, you're at Wimbledon, you're at any sports event and you're seated yeah. and somebody gets up to go to the toilet, yes. you stand and let them up. Don't do that weird little pig in knee shuffle thing <laughs> where you move 
for the side, it's rude. Stand up. Do you agree or do you not agree? Do you get what I mean? I do agree. You know when people go like this, they go... Yeah. <laughs> and then you end up brushing past them. Just go like this. Like that. There's no wrong. And, and they do this, and then the, before you, they took the bodies in, and it's just awkward. Stand up. Do you I agree or not? Yes, but of course, some, some venues have wider aisles, so you Apparently, may not need to. In uh, the Albert Hall or one of them, they have twist chairs or something. Oh, okay. Not, not, uh, yeah, they might do, actually. Not in the Albert Hall, it's one of them. Oh, okay. Anyway. Fine. Um, well, it's funny you mention lavatories, because there's been a lot in the news about... Do you agree with that or not? Yeah, I do. Okay, thank yeah. you. If, if it's easier to stand up, stand up, mm -hmm. rather than... Otherwise, you're protracting it. Because especially if... I mean, obviously, during Wimbledon, you're not allowed to go during gameplay... What? You, you look like you're about to say something. I forgot to say, the reason my mum's coming is because it's my graduation. I'm... Oh, <laughs> well, well, OK, we'll park lavatory chat and we'll come back to that in a minute. Let's talk about, your, it's not your graduation, you're getting a fellowship. I'm getting a fellowship on Friday, that's what I was meant to tell you about. Wow. Yeah. So when oh, please send photos. Do you want photos? Yes, yes. I want video. OK, a bit nervous actually. So you got to go up and do a little speech. And oh, do you? There's a meal beforehand. Yeah, that's why Wendy... Bless her, my mum's flown in for it. That's sweet. I know. I said, you don't have to come. Should I won't miss it for the world. I said, all Ryan's pass-out parade and everything. Yeah, I think Ryan had to do a bit of work for that. Oh. Yeah. This is, it's weird, right? And I, just, I can't get my head around this. I hmm. can barely spell. I'm terrible at math. Like awful at maths and figures I have to get you know I can't do any accounts or anything like that mm. money and stuff I'm rubbish with yeah but I've got two degrees <laughs> <laughs> just think just think about that for you a sure moment. you've got two or you can't count <laughs> no definitely got two degrees okay well well done you it's mad thank you anyway would you get extra letters after your name now don't know, do I? Oh, I'd ask them that. I don't know what, about how honorary fellowships work. I'll send a picture of you in my cap. What suit, colour suit should I wear? Dark. Oh, so not grey? Yeah, well, it depends what colour grey. Uh, like light grey. I'm gray. thinking of wearing a light grey one because it's a summer. Okay. Yeah, but you... it is. Where are you going for this? Sunderland. Sunderland. So you, you think a dark You're not going to the Amalfi Coast, so I would just sort <laughs> of maybe not wear light grey. Okay. Oh, God, now you've thrown a bloody spanner in the works. I'm sure whatever you wear, you'll look gorgeous. Thank you. And also the gown goes on top, really. So, I mean, you won't really see much. You've got a black gown, surely. Mm. They give you a black gown? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you get the hat? Yeah. The mortarboard? Beg your pardon. The mortarboard. That was illegal. <laughs> what? Mortarboard? I'm thinking of waterboarding. <laughs> <laughs> How? See what I mean? How my mind's for that. I thought you meant waterboarding then. Well, you banned that. If you don't hand your dissertation in on time, you're mortarboarded. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Do I have to throw it up in air like in oh, films? Only when you're having your photo taken at the end. Oh, God. Oh, it's going to be like Legally Blonde, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, we're a load of 21-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Throw me at up. Like, who's this? Are you a TikToker? No. Oh, well, technically, we are. Yeah, technically. Yeah, we don't do much about it, but yeah, we are technically. Um, oh, that is so funny. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch Legally Blonde again now. I know, it's a great film, that. It is, and the musical, I saw it um, with friends over uh, the summer, last summer. It was very good. I'm going to wear my Burnley tie. Is that okay? Yeah, that's not going to upset them in Sunderland? No, no, no. no. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, if, yeah, if you've got nothing else, then okay. then wear that. Anyway, you were we parked your... Lavatory chat. Lavatory chat. Okay. Bog chat. Lots of people have asked, when is the right time to go to the lavatory during a meal? I thought you were going to do tea towels as well. I'm building up to tea towels. Oh, right. <laughs> right, carry on. Okay, keep them listening. Don't look at your watch. I didn't. Yes, you did. Carry on. When is the right time to go to a meal? Let's say we're out at a, at a meal, mm-hmm. three-course meal. When do you go? Um, not when you're eating. Correct. So in between courses. Yes. Ideally before courses? the starter. No. no ideally I d- before the main. No. Ideally before the dessert. Correct. Oh, Does it matter? Yes. Why? Because it interrupts the flow. And lots of people have asked, when is the correct time? Now, really, in formal dining, you don't leave the table at all. Full stop. Mm. But in more relaxed settings, if you need to go, it's after you have ordered your pudding slash dessert, when there's a gap whilst the kitchen are preparing it, that is the time to go. But you are right, definitely don't go during food. Okay. Have you ever been to a buffet, like at a hotel or a world... Oh, have you ever been to a world buffet? A world buffet? Oh, there used to be one in, we used to be one in Wigan called Taybarns. Right. Right. Oh, we used to travel every weekend to it. It was like every food you can imagine. Mexican, Chinese... Um, Indian food, uh, American, yeah. um, Chinese, Mexican. It was fantastic. Mexican twice. And it was one of those where you go to a buffet like that and you actually, you never, at buffets, you never actually sit with the people you're at because you're always up and down like a bride's nighty, aren't you? Going up and getting getting different foods. So you're like, you'll have a conversation and they'll go <laughs> off and get the food at a buffet. It's yes, quite, it's not very sociable. It's quite antisocial, isn't it? Yes, You'd love a world buffet. I'm not sure I would. You would. There's one in Watford as well that I want to go to. <laughs> Seen it on Channel Four. Right. We um, Grace Dent. Which is who's the one off Countdown? Susie Dent is off Countdown. Grace Dent. It was Grace, Grace Dent. Dent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Lovely. Tea towels. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So last week I said to you when I gave you and Ben your tea towels. Wash them before use. First of all, have you washed it before use? No. Have you used it? Yes. Right. You're a disgrace. <laughs> why Why do you wash your tea towels? Why should you wash it? Indeed, anything you buy. A shirt. Oh, oh you don't. You, so when you get new clothes, you wash them first. Yes. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I totally... There's no better than putting a new trousers or new shirt on. You wash them before. Think of the germs. They washed and ironed and steamed. You just put it. I bet you. I bet you. Eighty percent of. We'll do a little poll on this. I bet eighty percent of people, if not more, don't wash the clothes. Yes, again, dirty right? buggers. So what's wrong with a tea towel? Well, the dye might come off as well, and that actually goes for any item of clothing. So you need to just wash it again, just just to. And also hygiene, especially with a tea towel. That tea towel, I know Dalesford, where I got your tea towels, it's a very nice, organic, lovely shop, but there's still germs. People are touching it. People are maybe coughing on it. I don't know. You don't know what has happened to that tea towel. And then you're going to use it to wash up your dishes yeah. and transfer some random person's germs onto your dish that you then put food on, that you then put into your mouth. Disgusting. First of all, like, I don't use a tea towel for dishes because it's got the bloody dryer the dishwasher I? I just use my tea towel for like when I'm cooking over the shoulder wipe sides down that kind of thing it's fine that's you don't not need what to, a tea towel's for you don't need to wash tea towels how about before. glasses do you put glasses yeah in I give the... them a rinse yeah do you put them in the dishwasher yeah maybe yeah you put glasses in the dishwasher yeah, you don't want to put glasses in the dishwasher well I don't why because I like shiny glasses and I feel that the dishwasher makes them a bit cloudy what they look, they look <laughs> oh plastics you do the glasses the dishwasher 
I don't put puns in dishwasher. I bet you there are watermarks on your glasses. I bet there isn't. I'll come round. Right. You're more than welcome to. You and Wendy can have a hoot inspecting my glasses. Yes. Well, don't take your bat home now. What? Okay, so you haven't heard that expression either. So <laughs> when Mikey and I first got together, he would say to me from time to time, you know me, I'm very placid, he'd say, don't take your bat home when I'd have a little strop. And apparently it's a, it's a Yorkshire phrase, don't although not many home. people from Yorkshire have heard this. It's a cricketing, like, if you take your bat home, you're like, oh, walking off in a huff. Oh, it's a very Yorkshire phrase. Yeah. <laughs> don't take your bat home. Have you heard the phrase that really grips my shit? Oh, no. Mm. What does that mean? I think that means, like, winds me up, doesn't it? Have I made that up? Probably. I've so. never heard either. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, wash your tea towels before use. Wash all your clothes before use, because you don't know who's tried it on. Full of germs. And also, tea towels, we've done this before, light bedding, 60 degrees to kill the bacteria, because bacteria dies at 62 degrees, so if you wash it at 30, you're making a breeding ground for germs. And if you are going to wash it at 30 because environment, dolphins, etc., put in laundry detergent. Wash it at 30. You should, all, you should be washing it. But put it. in your Dettol laundry detergent. I wash it at 30. Fine, but, put other, you're, but you're still breeding germs. No, I was saying I only start washing at 30. <laughs> <laughs> Strong. My mum did it all before then. Do you want to do William's etiquette etymology of the week? Oh, yes, go on. Cue the jingle. It's William, William, the etiquette geek. His knowledge, knowledge, is quite unique. He'll give you manners, manners, a subtle tweak. It's time for William's etiquette, etiquette, etymology of the week. So, a few weeks ago, we were talking about corduroy, okay? Which I said incorrectly was the cloth of kings. That's what corduroy translates as. Yep. Okay, cord meaning sort of fabric-ish. Roy. Did someone from the etiquette? Magic Circle get in touch. <laughs> the Etiquette Magic Circle. It's basically because Williams... It's the, called the Napkin Club. Yeah, is it actually? <laughs> it's like one of those when someone's really successful, all the other etiquette coaches hate William and slag him off and say he's Aww. not even... And it's not true, because you are. So did somebody get in touch? It was It was brought to my attention, yes. Pictures. So we have... Uh, the, the Napkin Club have convened and we have researched properly Corduroy. Okay. And I'll tell you all about Corduroy after these messages. Please don't turn over. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, thanks for sticking with us, G and Divas. Um, it's now time to hear William's Etiquette Etymology of the Week, the history of Cordura. <laughs> Don't, I mean, this. I think this is interesting. I said this on last week's bonus, and I'll say it again. I worry if we've got another five years in us. <laughs> so... Whilst it's associated with the 1970s, corduroy goes back much 70s. further. 70s? Yeah, that's when it sort of became very, very popular. Its origins date back to the 2nd century AD in which country in Africa? Egypt. Oh, okay. Yes. Of course. At- where a lot of cloth comes from. Yes, it? and it goes back to the now lost city of Alphastat. Now there, they made fustian, which was a hard-wearing fabric with a linen ground and a cotton pile. Uh, in simple terms, it was like a cotton velvet. And it became the go-to cloth for all working men, that's key, until the 20th century. So the ribbed, or more accurately whaled, is the technical for the ridges on corduroy, uh, emerged in Manchester in the 18th century. And a lot of people think, yes, king's rope, king corduroy, etc. But no, that is wrong. In Italy, it's called fustigano. That's what it translates as. Um, But actually, corduroy is a corded version of duroy, which was a heavy woolen cotton cloth. It was the French who, of course, they got rid of their aristocracy, but they loved the sort of royal connections. So they sort of popularised this. It's the cloth of kings rubbish uh, and for much of its life corduroy was a working class fabric but then the aristocracy did take it on in the 20th century but made the bright red colours you know like red corduroy trousers are a bit sort of raw um, in order to distinguish themselves from the hoipoloi who were wearing more muted earth colours so corduroy in effect is a corded version of duroy which is a different type of fabric it's a heavy wool cotton fabric it's got nothing to do with kings you're more rolls royce i'm more corduroy that wasn't the best one. No, but um, <laughs> there we go. So actually, when people go, oh, corduroy, cloth of kings, rubbish. It started off. But then it ended... Uh, so okay. it started off. It's, it, so corduroy, actually, what we learned is quite a universal fabric. You can be royal or you can be non-royal and enjoy corduroy. So okay. there we go. Well, thank you very much. That was very interesting, all about corduroy. Thank you. Uh, now, Gene Divas, do you wish that you had a fellow Gene Diva to discuss the latest outrageous sex to dilemmas with? Maybe someone you can have a natter with about babbing or someone that you wish you could take to Benidorm. Well, it is now the perfect time to share the podcast with your nearest and dearest because there are many more places than ever to listen to Hell by Sex with My Boss because we're now on BBC Sounds 2. So we are on there. You just download BBC Sounds to your phone and you can listen to us on there. So there we go. You can just go ahead, drop a link into the group chat, let everyone listen, and then chat about us. Now, let's go on to the listeners' problems. This is from Daniel. Hi, William and Jordan. What's the etiquette when rematching with someone on Tinder? Earlier this year, I was speaking to the guy and the conversation was going well. However, at the time, I had planned surgery, which meant that I wasn't on my phone as often or was sporadic in replying to messages for a few days. The guy I was speaking to kind of went cold turkey after I tried 
messaging him once I was fully recovered. He didn't know I was having the surgery as I kept it private, and it wasn't an area one might want to speak about in detail. This week on Tinder, we rematched. I swiped him to see what would happen and didn't expect a match. However, I was wrong. We've been speaking since, and I don't know whether to bring up, haven't we messaged before, or will this make it awkward? I've lost half a stone since the start of the year, but nothing drastic has changed for him to think I'm someone brand new. What should I do? Ask whether he remembers speaking to me, or start afresh and pretend it's a whole new person and a whole new conversation. Thanks in advance. Double kiss, Daniel. No, Daniel, you need to um, say we spoke before. Because, say... Mm. Yes. Just say we spoke before, but I was in surgery, so I wasn't very responsive. <laughs> not, <laughs> not like that. But definitely, because how, when are you going to break it to him? Well, so, I think if you... Say two months down the line, it's going well. You'd be like, by the way, we spoke before. Just tell him. I would say if you meet up with this person for a date, you tell them then during the conversation, you go, oh, by the way... I won't. I'd do it on the app. Yeah. Mm. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way, maybe. I'd do it in person. Okay. If he mentions it, then, yeah, great. But I wouldn't bring it up. Well... There's two bits of advice there, Daniel. I'd do it just during the chat. It's not a big thing. It's not a big deal. Okay. Jordan says do it during the chat. I say during, do it during the first date. Unless, of course, it gets mentioned. Okay. So this next section of the podcast is brought to you by WhatsApp from Meta. WhatsApp are currently sponsoring the podcast, and we've been learning all about their built-in layers of protection. Privacy for all of us is so important as when you feel like you're in a safe environment, you're able to share more with the people that matter to you. Yeah, well, privacy is also important. Is it privacy or privacy? Uh, what nationality are you? British. Privacy. Privacy? American. Is it? Yeah. How would you, how, how would you say schedule? Schedule. Schedule. Yeah. Not schedule. In America, they say schedule. Here it's... Schedule. Anyway. Anyway, just there we go, a bit of English ling English language for you. We've got a listener dilemma, which I think WhatsApp might be able to help with. I shall read. Dear William and Jordan, I've had a bit of a nightmare with my friend's upcoming Hindu. Her maid of honour has been organising a huge trip for her and she decided that the destination was going to be a surprise for the hen. That was all ruined when I was showing her some cute pictures of my pooch on my phone and a message popped up from the group chat that revealed everything. Uh. I don't want to give it away all over again, but the name place rhymes with pizza, and we plan on doing a lot of dancing. Pizza. Ibiza. Ibiza. Yes. Um, she played it off and told me she hadn't seen anything, but we both know that she absolutely did. What can I do to ever avoid this happening again? Thanks, M. Oh, well, you've come to the right place, haven't you? Yes. I mean, I we have lots of sort of groups for sexted. I don't know whether you... Well, I'm going to tell you this now. Okay. So there's obviously the main help I sexed my boss group, which all four of us are in. Yeah. And it was created at the time that you were going off to do a television programme that you don't like to mention. There is a separate group. Are you joking? <laughs> you got another WhatsApp group? Which is called Project Castle. Because that's what we were calling it before we could announce that you were in I'm a Celebrity. Okay. And it was mainly just for Ben, Stu and me to communicate whilst you were away. So mm -hmm. you then your group on when you came back on your phone wasn't... But maybe from time to time there was okay. the old message on it. Right. Yeah. But I believe you had a similar one for when you were planning my stag do. Yes, that's true. So We did. Yeah. And it had disappearing messages on as well. So they could Oh, how does that work? So you put disappearing on the chat and it just goes after a week. Oh. So that if anybody else sees it. Oh, so that's more if someone then has control of your phone. Yeah. Looking through. That's, yeah. Okay. And I didn't want you to see it. So it was all very private. I mean, you don't let anyone touch your phone anyway. Yeah, I do. That's not true. Okay, give me your phone. There. 
So, I'm just going to hold Jordan's phone for a bit. Give me a bit. Well, there's this new feature from WhatsApp called Chat Lock. And you can, uh, under sort of the conversation settings, you just go across and you click Chat Lock. And then it will sort of, you know, when you sort of scroll down on your main chats to, to view archive, the archive yeah. conversations? Well, there's a new thing, if you've updated to the latest version, that will say Chat Lock. Mm -hmm. And that's where your locked chat goes. And it uses either Touch ID or Face ID, whatever the encryption, or maybe a passcode. So only when that goes in can it be read. So look, if you get your phone, okay. let's say you want to just, just find someone irrelevant that you want to lock the... I'll lock our group chat. Well, don't do that because you never reply anyway. Okay. If you sure. lock it and you don't see it, that'll be the end. Find someone that you don't really talk to. Find Ben. Okay. And Find Ben. And then click on his name at the top. Yep. And then go to encryption. Encryption. Yep. And just underneath encryption is chat lock. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you just click lock this. Oh, well, okay. we've got Face ID phone, so you okay. can just click. Right. And then there we go. Oh, And wow. then it's secure. Okay. So it's an extra layer of protection. So for your most personal chats, if you're organizing Hindus like M, for example, uh, and you don't want other people to see, to ruin the surprise. It's for personal chats. It's for personal chats. Oh, okay. And it's, yeah, it means like if... Your kids maybe use your phone or something like that. Yes. Or some, you don't want a colleague to see something. Yeah, if you have work. a work chat and your kid's on your phone, you don't want them sending like random letters to yeah. the work chat because yeah. it can look unprofessional. There are all sorts of reasons you can use it. Okay, so what's our advice to M? Um, well, probably a bit, bit too late in this instance because the, the, the hen has seen everything that's happening. I do like what the hen is doing, however, in that she is pretending that she didn't see. That is the only option. Or the hen could say to M. I did see. I'm happy to pretend for everyone else I haven't seen. Let's just speak no more about it. But for any future Hindus that you go on M, I think using something like Chatlock would be good. Can't you put on the group where the messages don't appear so it just comes up as message? Hmm. I think you can do that. I think you can change your phone settings. Yeah. But then for, for other conversations, it might be useful to have the message flash up. So it's not a, a catch-all solution. But now with Chatlock, you've got an extra layer of protection, thanks to WhatsApp from Meta. This is from Stephen with PH. Dear William and Jordan, my partner and I have been together for seven years and live in a two-bedroom apartment with one bedroom ensuite and another main bathroom. Oh, very nice. Yes. As he's always out the door before me in the mornings, he uses the main bathroom to get ready and brush his teeth, as so not to make noise and wake me up. Last weekend, I had family staying over for a visit, so this involved cleaning the apartment, changing bedsheets, and moving all of his bits into our ensuite. Been there, done that. Later that evening, I went to brush my teeth when I noticed my toothbrush on the sink looking wet and miserable. He had used my toothbrush. I have a big problem with this, but he thinks it's fine. What is the etiquette around using another person's toothbrush? Regards, Stephen. Well, Stephen, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think you're that worried about putting something of his in your mouth. So I personally don't think you should make that much of a fuss. <gasps> I wouldn't use Mike's oh. toothbrush, I just want to say, and he would not use mine. But, you know. I was not expecting that. Why? Because I was expecting to go, that's disgusting. Well, it is. Uh, like, me, why are you doing a Cockney voice for me? <laughs> disgusting. Like, I, I agree. Like, I'm sure there's many people listening that have gone away for the night and forgot the toothbrush and used the rubber half's toothbrush. That's fine. Yeah. Well, but surely you would just ask for a dental kit. I mean, at home, though. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal, do you? I don't... I would, I would not do it, even if I had lost my toothbrush. You've I would never used it. Mikey's toothbrush. Absolutely not. He's never used yours. No. But 
if you extend the the metaphor, which was my point. Get his toothbrush if it annoys you that much and clean bog with it. <laughs> no. Get right under rim and clean bog with it. I know, because then you've got to kiss him. You've got to kiss him, haven't you? Don't do that. Revenge is a dish best served cold. Okay. From the bog. This is another anonymous. Hi, William Jordan and EPB. I have a thoroughly modern issue that I need help with. A few weeks ago, I was followed on Twitter by an explicit account. This is a pretty normal occurrence, and I'm sure any gay man will... Gosh, everyone's been gay. Uh, Any gay man will tell you, however, I don't use Twitter for this and usually just block these accounts. But this time, something caught my eye. The profile picture of the account was a man holding his member, and he had a very unique tattoo on his hand. One that I recognised. No. Now, don't worry, it wasn't my dad or anything like that, but I'm sure you'll be glad to hear. It was a colleague at work. I don't work too closely with him, but I attend the occasional meeting with him. He's always creeped me out and I've kept my distance, but it seems he had other ideas. I can't explain the reasons why, but it made me really angry. It felt like a type of abuse to have these images forced in front of me without me wanting to see them. Mm. I didn't look at many before blocking him, but he did include his name in some images, including a screenshot of his gonorrhea results and an image of his application to be on Naked Attraction. He must be desperate. That proved for certain it was him. Now believe me when I say these images were extremely graphic. I imagine it's similar to when a woman receives an unsolicited dick pic, but since I'm a gay man and it was Twitter, nobody really seems to take it seriously. In my anger, I used an anonymous work form to report him, and since then he has lost his job. Wow. Am I evil? Because I feel very evil. I've been racked with guilt ever since, like pain-inducing, nauseating guilt. I don't feel like I can talk to anyone about it, so I come to you. Tell me honestly, did I do the right thing? What would you both have done? Regards, Anonymous. I knew a lad from my gym that was on Naked Attraction. Do you? Right. Oh, I don't... I mean, he shouldn't have followed his colleague from that account, should he? No, he shouldn't. So... I would have blocked him, which you did... I would say, Anonymous, when you reported him to work, what did you expect to happen? Yeah. Like... I'm I think not... it's a bit of an overreach of work it to sh- fire him. They, do you know what? Do you? They should... He shouldn't have followed a colleague if he's got naked pictures no. on an account. That's that's a bit un- untoward. Especially because I, th- I would imagine he probably followed with the intent of this will start online and may... Mm. Continue into a into it in person. I agree, William. What what if you're going to report him? What else did you expect to happen? But you didn't do it with bad intent. You didn't do. I'm going to report him, and I want him to lose his job. You maybe just didn't quite think it through. So I wouldn't be too racked with guilt. And who knows? Maybe there was other HR issues that had gone on that you didn't know about. And actually, maybe why he lost his job is because that just sort of was the the straw that broke the camel's back. No, Anonymous is kind of right as well. If this was... uh, I'm trying to say this carefully. If this was a girl and it was a guy that followed it, we'd be like, that's well bad. Mm. So it's, it's... he, sh- he shouldn't have followed. No, he shouldn't have done. Followed it, so you blocked him. You reported him to work. Work got rid of him. Maybe there was something else going on. I wouldn't feel too guilty. I don't think you're evil, anonymous. Hopefully, he's got another job. Yes. And he's learned his lesson. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's a tricky one. Um, we're going to go to a handwritten one now. Oh, okay. One of the ones I replied to. Uh, this came in to us in February. It's from George. Hi, Benjamin, Jordan, and producer Will. They're a keen listener. Help! My dog ate my housemate's dildo. 
I have a lovely rescue dog who is a Saluki cross. I would firstly like to raise a concern with William's article on how posh my dog is. According to Tatler, my dog is posh, as he is a rare breed, uh, leggy dog. This does not feature on a certain Daily Mail article. My first question is therefore, who is correct, Tatler magazine or William? The answer to that is... William. Thank you. Secondly, if I have not already made William throw his D all over my letter in a spaff of rage, I have a dilemma. That's the first time I've heard spaff used like that. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I've never used spaffer other than... I didn't know you could use spaff for other things. Yes. A spaff of rage? Yes. It's so versatile. What does, what does spaff mean to you? To me... Well, it's similar to spoof, isn't it? Which is what you put on your face. Yeah, spaff of rage. I've never heard spaff used outside of... Outside of... Well, it's another word for jizz, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Back to the dilemma from George. My dog is a rescue, and in the early days he had to be kept in the dog room when we were out due to him eating anything and everything. My housemate came back to him one day having eaten his antidepressants prep and chewed his black mamba. Some concern trips to the vet and he is fine. My housemate was the last to leave the house and failed to lock him in the dog room. Therefore, who is responsible for the dildo recompense? Is it myself, as he is my dog, or is it my housemate, as he failed to lock him up? Or no one, as he still uses the dildo, dildo enjoying the extra friction? <laughs> Yours sincerely, oh. George. Oh. I thought he meant the dog. <laughs> the dog doesn't use the I dildo. thought he meant as a chew toy. No. <laughs> For a gay episode, this isn't it? <laughs> I'd be worried about your housemate. I, I would say... So hang on, whose who's black mamba was it? His. His so, housemates. Well, the housemate failed to lock him up. And also, what, presumably... The, the dildo? Well, both. The dildo I'm was... I'm so almost, confused here. I'm so confused. The dildo was somewhere the dog could get. The dog was also not locked up. So George, I would say, you are not to blame. What sort of dog is this that eats dildos? Did he just chew on it? He didn't swallow it, did he? I don't think he swallowed it, no, because it is still being used and I think the teeth marks... No, I'm talking about his housemate. (laughs) (laughs) George, I don't think you are to blame at all. Let's do one more. We can't end on that. This is from Ed in London. Yeah, George, you're not to blame. It's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Is Ed gay? This could be a full house. Dear William Jordan, PB Diego et al. Yes, he is. I have an etiquette quandary that has fallen before me, (laughs) culminating in a heated debate down the pub with my friends. He's not. We were discussing... Gays can go down the pubs with their friends. It's unlikely. We were discussing the spectacle of people kissing over the dinner table in a busy restaurant and whether it is appropriate to stick your tongue down someone's throat while on the tables around you other customers are simply trying to enjoy their meal. My friends were of the opinion that PDAs in restaurants is very acceptable, i.e. a full snog including tongues and saliva-clad faces for five to ten minutes. I, however, thought it was entirely unacceptable and such passions can be left to exercise upon leaving the establishment. I think he might be gay. It generally got me thinking, where is it inappropriate for such PDAs to take place? Yesterday I saw a couple dry humping in a park surrounded by families having a picnic with the grumbles of the nearby WI meeting clearly voicing their disdain. What do you think? Warmest regards. Ed from London. Um, 
PDAs are not appropriate. Yeah, I think a kiss and a cuddle and a smooch is fine, but anything more than but, that. But okay, how long is the smooch? Just a little and a cuddle, and it's fine to show affection mm. in public. That's fine. Affection displays of public display. What's PDA stand for? Public display of affection. Affection display. Oh, Aspe- affection displays in public. Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. It's right. fine to like you know link arms and stuff and cuddle well, that's and, fine. and walk hand in hand and even a kiss and maybe a little snug, but anything more than that. Other than five seconds, I think that's that's not that's Ed, not allowed. Just. Not everything in life you can control, so... Mm. Yeah, I mean, if it's inappropriate, if it's a sexual act, as William would say, then, you know... No, I that's, would say that's Ill- sec- sexual. Sexual, that's illegal, but... Yeah, let... But saliva... Be happy, let, let, let be... No, it's uncomfortable, we're not Spanish. Saliva on faces, no. They're Spanish PDA. Oh, my God, they're all at it. So touchy-feely and... Ugh. Oh, yeah. It's not like that dog with dildo. <laughs> I'm probably going to get snogged on the spot in Spain. Oh, you'd be lucky. <laughs> um, well, what a what a what an interesting collation of problems we've had today. Mikey's coming, isn't he? To better dog. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be our bouncer and security. Isn't he? <laughs> get back! Get back, you bastards! I'll break your legs. <laughs> That's our Phoenix night. Uh, anyway, always remember you can listen every Tuesday and Friday. You can watch us on YouTube on Sundays and you can share us on your socials all week. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexmyboss.com. You can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at sexmyboss. Or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply on his own letter to paper or personalised card. Yes. The address for that is on the website sexmyboss.com. We will see you on Friday for the bonus episode. Goodbye. 